0: Shot.
1: Oh, what a shot it was! Harry Kane, still Kane, Harry Kane scores! He's the top by Wayne Rooney! This 3-3-6 out
0: of the park end! You're listening to Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast, recorded for your listening enjoyment in kansas city missouri i'm your host james rose and i'm here with the leader of the kansas city spurs fan group at kansas city spurs on twitter, spurs on twitter. the man who's the man. now a new atletico madrid fan and who has an appetite for warm apple pie random yet delicious it's jerry bustamente how are you bud I am doing fantastic. How are you, sir? I am just great. Thanks for asking. And from the red corner, he's the leader of the Arsenal Casey fan group, at Casey Gooners on Twitter. The man who is still recovering from the Hotland Gooners debauchery and who has already ordered a St. Burlington's Day banner. Hang it high. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? Feeling quite
2: well, Mr. Rose. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling good. All right, let's kick off as usual then with our top three segment where our contestants try and figure out which stories and games were the most discussed. Boyce, you're up this week, so out of all the fixtures, news, stories over the weekend, which do you think was the most talked about?
2: You know, there are two really great opportunities here to talk about either Arsenal or an Arsenal player, but I'm going to take the 5-0 victory lap for Arsene Wenger and, and use my shot on that.
0: That'll do it, yeah, that's actually number three on the list, right at the bottom there, but you do get the single point. Arsenal comfortably dispatched Burnley in a 5-0 masterclass, giving... Wenger, a very fitting Emirates farewell. Boyce, is the future bright for the Gunners?
2: It's always really hard after the last few years to have a ray of rainbow and optimism with this Arsenal squad, but you have to think that there's at least the potential opportunity with the correct appointment for this squad to at least blossom back into a top-four contender. We've spoken about it numerous times throughout this year, and I am still of the opinion that I think even going into the 2018-2019 campaign that it's going to take a lot for any team to challenge Manchester City. Irrespective of whether or not they're going to be able to replicate their form this year, it looks like they're probably going to end up at about 100 points total. Regardless, I think there is quality within this Arsenal squad. I think the 5-0 result on yesterday was a great cap to Arsene Wenger's 22 years at the Emirates, but I think a manager that has a little bit more tactical discipline and has a little bit better of an idea of how to align the spine of a team, the back wings, the center backs, and the goalkeeper, and a manager that can really, I think, stop playing favorites and start advocating for a starting 11 based purely on merit. I think if Arsene Wenger's been guilty really of anything outside of a little tactical indiscipline, it's the fact that he has been... Far too nice to many of the players that are on this roster that, you know, I I think if you watch a team like Atletico Madrid and you see how drilled Diego Simeone is, you know, James, I know you keep a close eye on my Twitter account for either (laughs) things to support or mock me for. But I did say uh, when Arsenal were playing Atletico that the distinction was the fact that. The mistake that Bellerin made, the mistake that Koscielny made the week before, those are the kind of things that Diego Simeone would pop into your house and murder your family for doing. I certainly (laughs) hope that we end up getting the Juventus manager, uh, Allegri. I I think he's the kind of manager, he's the kind of coach that Arsenal need. And I I think there's optimism that, I I swear to God I say this every last season, that with a few players in the right positions for the right money we might actually be able to compete again, but we're still a long way off of ever being the top team in the Premier League, I think.
0: Jared, from the game perspective as a whole, uh, Sean Dice suffered his 50th defeat as the manager in the Premier League. Uh, However, only 11 of those have come this season compared with 19 in 2014-15 and 20 in 2016-17. So was this just a bad day at the office for Burnley or were there signs of something a little bit more significant?
1: I think it's just a bad day at the office. When you're playing against you know something that is you know pretty historical you know you have wenger's last match at the emirates uh you know i'll put down the partisan hat for a moment and say you know he's the man that built that stadium and and i think that is that is fair uh so a fitting farewell absolutely still confused how a pair of motorcycle even sees a pitch i don't care if they're up five nil on burnley uh <laughs> <laughs> so where, kind is, of, your heart,
2: kind <laughs> where of is your heart boosted monce where's your heart?
1: <laughs> I kind of echo Boyce's point, uh, some tactical confusion there. Uh, but that's been venger right? I mean, it's been, you know, nothing if not interesting. It's a new day, um, and I hope they continue to suck. But uh, the <laughs> I've said this all through the season. There's too much money uh, and too much talent in that squad uh, for them to underachieve like this uh, perennially. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, but hats off to Sean Dyche. An outstanding right. You know, that, that game goes the other way. It's really interesting because Arsenal would have had them on goal difference on, I believe Arsenal was plus 23 and Burnley, well, now they're at negative two. So <laughs> so they were sitting at plus three on the on, you know, before the game, but they would scrape out victories and win by any means possible. I just think it was a day that, uh, you know, you're kind of fighting against history uh, on that match. So, so I don't blame them. They'll be fine. <laughs>
0: right jared you're up we have first and second spot still to guess so what
1: do you think i don't want to talk about either of them because they both upset me (laughs) uh what is more talked about Um, pick your poison yeah (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say Chelsea's 1-0 win over Liverpool was number
0: one. That was number one, yes. Congratulations on that. that. Uh, Chelsea edged Liverpool in a tie that shakes up the race for the top four. Final score being 1-0. For Liverpool, this was the first time they'd failed to score in consecutive games under Jurgen Klopp. Do you think, Jared, Liverpool had one eye on the Champions League game uh, in this particular match?
1: This is my goddamn nightmare. I just, I knew it was going to happen voice will know what number two is like just all the stars aligning
0: can't wait
1: (laughs) for the most freaking spursy weekend that's ever spurged and just yes liverpool phoning it in Mosala, uh which by the way uh dive good grief man just even initiate some kind of contact absolutely you know they were sleepwalking. And the fact that you paid 75 million pounds for Virgil van Dyke to watch Olivier Giroud unmarked, put a ball away in the box with a header. you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> um, and watching Klopp have an absolute conniption with how disorganized his defense was. I mean, I'm so confused by this Liverpool squad. I, I actually don't. I'm looking at this midfield of, you know, Milner, Wijnaldum, you know, they run Trent out there on the right side, Alexander Arnold uh, for top. I mean, I don't. How the hell are they winning? I don't understand. I mean, the biggest thing was hats off to the hardest working man on the pitch was Eden Hazard. Um, that guy, he is playing like he's trying to win a contract for next season. So, uh, hats off to him. But uh, I'm just mad at Liverpool.
0: Mm. Boys, are Chelsea going to swoop in and take that top four spot?
1: No, they're not. Funny enough, it's interesting you say that, James. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I mean, the
2: realistic sort of logistical part of me would like to say. The rational part of me would say that there's there's no way that Tottenham can blow this. I think they have two insanely easy home matches at home or at Wembley left to go. They have absolutely no business whatsoever blowing this. As of right now, they're, what, two points ahead of Chelsea? Yeah. And they have goal differential by nine. So even with a draw and a win, they should advance. It's going to take a loss and two Mm -hmm. Chelsea wins. Chelsea don't play anybody either. It looks like they have Newcastle away and Huddersfield at home. But never, ever look past Spurs and their ability to blow what appears to be an easy run out to finish in the top four. I think a month ago, we probably, Jared and I would have said that it would, ma- it would be madness for Spurs to even be in this position, and lo and behold, here we are again. I-, I think it's one of those situations that's really interesting to see how it plays out at Tottenham, because if they'd managed to blow this, all those things about how the term Spursy needs to be banished in the omnipotent presence of Mauricio Pochettino have to go out the window the way they went out for the in the FA Cup in the semifinals for the eighth consecutive time, the way they're potentially going to fall out of the top four again at the end of the season, even with a massive lead, you really have to wonder. And I think the reality of the situation probably remains that with the form that Chelsea are on right now, I, I don't know what Conte said to them. I don't know what he did, what sort of witchcraft he's got going on in the locker room back there. But with Lukaku potentially out of the FA Cup final... They may very well be favorites to win that. They are absolutely raring back in the race for the top four. And Jared asked how Virgil van Dyke could just sit and watch Olivier Giroud score that goal. I ask you this. Who wouldn't? What a handsome man putting that goal in the back of the net. Uh, Virgil van Dyke was just helpless in awe at watching the statuesque visage of Olivier Giroud place that ball softly nestle it in the bottom of the net. He uh, sucks
1: so He has much. certainly oh made the end
2: of the season far more interesting. It looks after it today like a dump,
1: the... dump truck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is just absolutely incorrect. Regardless, <laughs> in a se- in a season that really hasn't had much drama to it, you know, the relegation battle more or less died today. The top four has really looked like it's been set for a while. To be fair to Tottenham, the team that looks like they have an equal opportunity to blow this is Liverpool. I know they've only got one match left, but... With the way that they've been playing with one eye on the Champions League final in the last few matches, I wouldn't put it beyond them. And the thing is, I laugh a little at Pochettino and his unfortunate circumstances, but I think it's even worse if you're Klopp. If you somehow go from what looked like a very secure top four position to being out of the top four and then somehow manage to lose the the Champions League final to, obviously, a very good Real Madrid team who UEFA unquestionably went to win that final— it's a situation where that looks really awful as well. So I don't really have the hatred or animosity towards Liverpool that I do towards Tottenham, so I'd far rather see Tottenham drop out of the top four, but it'd be interesting either way.
0: Back to you, boys, for the last one. Uh, what, uh, what made the second spot this week?
2: Let's go salt in the wound uh, with a beautiful 92nd-minute <laughs> Jake Livermore goal against Spurs.
0: That sadly is it. Yes, uh, that'll get you those two points. West Brom snatch all of those three points at the Hawthorns against Tottenham. Thanks to, as uh, Boyce mentioned, ex-Spurs player Jake Livermore. Final score was 1-0. Spurs failed to score for the first time in 24 games since their loss to the Gunners back in, uh, back in November. And we've just been kind of discussing this, obviously now with the top four in question. Boys, well, let me ask you actually more about West Brom. I want to get Jared's take on Tottenham. So let me ask you, um, we now know officially West Brom have been relegated. And funny enough, Darren Moore now getting uh, Premier League Manager of the Month is something that's never happened before. Anyway, um, do we think this West Brom team has what it takes to come right back up into the Premier League next year?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, it, there hasn't been the level of dissent coming out of this West Brom locker room that almost immediately came out of the Stoke City locker room you know you hear somebody like Jack Butlin come out and comment about how poor the team's transfer policy has been Uh, this is just a team in West Brom that has nothing you know they've got Ben Foster I have no doubt that that man probably has a relegation clause that will see him to another Premier League team maybe starting maybe maybe on the bench you know the person that I obviously feel the worst for is Kieran Gibbs. I've always liked him as a player and as an individual. Uh, it's sort of unfortunate that he may be relegated with the team, but there's every chance that he might get picked up by a bottom 10 club and placed back on the left. There's just not anything on this team. I'm looking at their roster that played over the weekend and wondering, other than just by muddying up the match and doing their level best, you know, this is a team that had its captain suspended for stealing a car in the middle of the season. It, it, there's just this team's has been at sixes and sevens all season long they miss tony pulis of all people they're completely unorganized and they're just not very good i actually wouldn't be surprised to see this west brom team when the dust has settled after the end of relegation in the sort of maybe halfway through next year's championship campaign being the bottom 10 of the championship it's just a team without any pieces there are teams in the championship that are being promoted right now that are significantly better than this West Brom team especially offensively and generally defensively
0: all right Jared let's uh let's swing back to Spurs and get your take on uh obviously we talked a little bit about you know the situation with top four do you think Spurs fans are kind of too quick to panic about this Uh, do you think there's there is a little bit of optimism moving forward or do you still hold as Boyce kind of mentioned on the previous point that little bit of typical Spurs they do it every time um so what do you think on that
1: I think they'll be okay uh and it just it In reality, I think there are a lot of things, uh, you know, at play here, first and foremost, Harry Kane, just simply forgetting how to play soccer at this point. I think there's a, there's an argument to be made whether or not he came back too quickly. Um, and you really see how, how the team kind of changes when he is in the lineup. Uh, when we were firing on all cylinders while he was out with something men sitting up top. And uh now it was just kind of just the idea that Harry came coming in and sucking the life out of the offense. is just a weird sentence to say, mm. uh, but that, but that's what's happened. uh, uh this runner form uh, with, with Harry coming in is not great. Tactically. I haven't the foggiest of what the hell Gaffer was, you know, planning uh, with West Brom. I mean, we're talking about, Danny Rose, are talking Davinson Sanchez, Toby Elagreb, and Kieran Trippier. I, I get it. You want pace on the wings, but just there was no attacking presence at all. And I said it. I think we we're 12 minutes in. I said, you know what? I can't wait to lose this game 1-0. And God damn it, I hate being right. I think they'll be okay. Uh, I think some Spurs fans are being a bit alarmist. Uh when it comes to you know whether or not you know is going to even be around or anything like that, um, I I think uh, like all sports fans you know we all uh, kind of have uh, short term memories. I think people forget how much they hated AVB. So like just remember it, the idea that you have a manager that you love is you know that's going to go a long way. It's got a great relationship with Levy and the, and, and and ownership. Uh, I do think though if we're having this conversation next year. I kind of changed my tune because at that point you're looking at, you know, five, six years with Mauricio and um, it's hardware time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as, as, as Boyce alluded to kind of cruelly, uh, you know, obviously uh, <laughs> crashing out of the FA cup semis not bringing home any hardware, any other competition. And it's just with the league already wrapped up back in October, it's go time. So new stadium, we'll see what the transfers bring, but it's uh it's now or never for from mm. Mauricio I think
0: uh let's move on to our next game of course another round of rumor mill uh as before each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days all they've got to do is tell me if the words i read out were in fact printed or just something my creative brain made up basically true or false two points per correct guess jared you're up first with this one everton are weighing up a move for former watford boss marco silver to replace sam allardyce no uh, so you're saying that's false That is false. Ah, I'm afraid it's true. That that online (laughs) rag, Goal.com, strikes again. I think you got one of you last week. Goal.com. Yeah, they have some great stuff. Uh, Have a look if you get a moment. Uh, Boys, this next one is for you. Manchester United looks set to bring Welsh forward Gareth Bale back to the Premier League with a deal worth £75 million plus add-ons.
2: That sounds just Mourinho enough to be true.
0: That is false. I made that up. Yeah, Uh, that is something that could be true. And again, someone might write it, but uh, no, it wasn't published. It's false. So uh, tough luck on uh, that one.
2: Good, Mr. Rose. You're just too good at this.
1: (laughs) We need to keep track and see if some of these things actually make it into the mainstream. (laughs) You can't
2: convince me that it's not possible that Mourinho might not buy Gareth Bale over the summer.
1: Probably thinking about it right now
0: uh jerry this next one's for you chelsea look to upset arsenal's managerial approach for juventus manager Massimiliano allegri as the blues want to bring him on as conte's replacement true or false true sure why not it is also false i'm God free for four america <laughs> <laughs> man i'm on fire again uh no i made that up and uh you know i got the idea from reading other stuff so i thought maybe i'll maybe it'll work but uh Anyway, hey, it could happen, like I said. Boyce, this last one's for you. Spurs are set to make a £30 million summer move for Southampton's England international defender Ryan Bertrand and are also considering a deal for Swansea's Alfie Mawson. No, it's false. It is true. I am four for four, guys. It is true. Why? Guys- <laughs> Why would they make that move? Why, That'd indeed. Be- Daily Star on the 4th of May... Uh, okay, to... I
1: read that, and I'm equally perplexed, boys. <laughs>
2: that, I mean, I'm not going to ever be a Spurs fan, but that's just ridiculous.
0: Uh, all right, it's... Uh... Now that I've gone 4 for 4 let's move on to our next game, which, of course, is Player Profile. Uh, This, of course, is the game where I provide five different clues to a Premier League player, each clue easier than the last. First person shout their name and correctly guess said player will win those points, two points, but you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. This week's category is Defense Mechanism. Defense Mechanism. If that isn't a clue, I don't know what is. You guys ready? Let's go let's do it let's do it this first player is a Belgian international where's the number five shirt Jared yes Jared Jan Vertonghen Jan Vertonghen super Jan yes that is absolutely correct and I'll get you those two points the other clues if interested were used to play for Ajax now plays for Spurs first name is Jan so there we go Uh, player number two is an Englishman used to play for Bolton Wanderers captains his current team voice yes voice Gary Cahill Gary Cahill yes that is absolutely correct nice work on that one uh, that wow good, good pull that was a good pull yeah uh other clues I were. I just remember because
2: it, it was another failed Arsenal transfer from back in the day where Chelsea ended up nicking him under the wire right from us so
0: okay there you go there you go uh, the other clues were that team is Chelsea and first name is Gary, good stuff. Player number three plays for Arsenal. Jared, get ready. <laughs> He's a Spanish international.
1: Jared, yes, Jared. <laughs> oh damn it! Now uh, I gotta make a now I gotta make a decision. Uh, Hector Bellerin. Hector
0: Bellerin is incorrect, I'm afraid, and that damn sadly. <laughs> <freezes>. <laughs> nice try though. I like the I like the jump in there. Um, all, right. all right, boys, you'll get it from this. Let's see. Uh, has only scored six times in his 161 club appearances. Last name is similar to a large Canadian city. And his first name is similar to a cheese sauce. Nacho Monreal. Bam. There it is. Nice work. Yes. That'll get you those two points. I thought those clues... You can lie to
1: me. Come on. I
0: thought those clues were kind of funny. Uh, Player number four is also from Belgium. Has been with his current club since 2008... Is known to be a little injury prone. Boyce. Weird. Ooh, I'm going to say Boyce on this one. Boyce, what do you think? Vincent Company. Vincent Company, that is it. Yes, that'll be correct with two points. The other clues were plays for Manchester City, and his first name is Vincent. So nice work on that. Uh, this last clue this guy plays for Leicester. Wears the number five shirt as well. Is a Jamaican international. Has been Jared. F- yes, Jared. Except, uh, uh... Oh, oh. God. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Three he's seconds.
1: Three, two... Robbie Earl. Uh, <laughs> he's not playing only Jamaica National popped into my head. <laughs> That's too funny.
0: Uh Boyce, these last clues, or last clue is for you. His first name is Wes...
2: Uh, Wes Morgan.
0: Wes Morgan, there it is. Yes, that is absolutely correct, and I'll get you those two points. And that, that is sucks. the end of the game. And I must announce that Boyce, congratulations, has come away victorious. He has taken eleven points. Jared has only got five, which just mean once and for all, this is it. The season tally is now ten to fourteen, which means Boyce can no longer be beaten. Boyce, how do you feel? Congratulations.
2: I feel like the 0304 Arsenal Invincible Squad. Except I have 10 losses. So more like this year's Arsenal squad.
0: (laughs) Hey, congratulations on that. And your prize will be, I'll announce this now. So next week, we're going to be doing, uh, it's obviously our final uh, episode of the season. We're going to be doing a World Cup draw, uh, so we're each going to be picking teams uh, to root for, me uh, me in there as well. Boyce is going to get first pick, and what I mean by that is that we're each going to get to pick one team that we actually just straight root for, so no drawing, it's just going to be, oh, I'm going to pick this team, he's going to pick that, Boyce is going to get to pick first. So have a think now, Boyce, you obviously got a week, um, think about exactly. what one team you're going to pick, and then of course it'll go to Jared to pick the second team, I'll pick the third team, and then the rest will all be completely drawn out of the hat. It's going to be fun. It's
1: going to be interesting. Uh, Jared, how do you feel, bud? About the same as I felt in 90 minutes plus two.
0: (laughs) Oh, I do hate to bring it up. And I know we've beaten the topic to death. But uh, what happens if Spurs don't do it? Because let's talk about real quick. Newcastle, many years ago, and Arsenal fans will, of course, remember this. All they had to do was beat Newcastle and they were above Arsenal. They lost to Newcastle five one, I think it was two seasons ago, which then allowed Arsenal the window to jump above them and the ridicule across the country and the world was, was wicked. What do you think's gonna happen if Spurs can't if they can't do it, if they can't hack it?
1: I don't think I have the constitution for that, but <laughs> you really can have a lot of have a lot of questions to answer. Uh, Especially in the new stadium, it would be cataclysmic because that is necessarily going to govern the entire transfer market for Spurs for next season. I mean, this idea that, uh, you know, not challenging for Champions League uh, the next year that I mean, these are deals that uh, have made the likes of Hugo Lloris stay. I don't want to live in a world where that happens, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it uh, it will have significant consequences. And and anybody playing that down, uh, I, I, I think is is incorrect they hold their fate in their hands and hey, let's just not do that. Mm
2: -hmm. I will instead take my brief and final last opportunity here to say that as frustrating as the last few years have been under Arsene Wenger's management at Arsenal, I will say that uh, there are a lot of dusty misty eyes in the pub on Sunday morning uh, during his speech, which I thought was very sort of witty and Mm -hmm. heartfelt and, Towards the end, I know that you both watched it with rapt attention. Uh, Towards the end, (laughs) he said, I'll miss you. And I thought it kind of speaks to the measure of the man. Mm -hmm. He's extremely stubborn, but in at least some capacity, he's earned that stubbornness. And that throughout all of this, all the flack that he's taken from people far worse than me and at far louder volumes than we get on this podcast, he still goes out with a measure of grace. Uh, I wish the man all the best moving forward. I, I hope. I know that he's been spoken about in a uh, sort of player personnel aspect at PSG and a few other positions. I hope he's happy. I'd love to see him manage the French squad. And as a little hint, I got two teams that I'm going to decide between before we go ahead with next weekend. Mm, um, okay. Would allow me to get a beautiful navy with a white collar from 2014 with the number nine on the back of it. <laughs> the world's most handsome man scored oh, an okay. important goal this weekend. Oh, it's the. Man. And I'm gonna give. That's the only it's hint. Getting,
0: well, leaves Ger- It's getting weird, dude. <laughs> it's gonna leave <laughs> it's gonna say it leaves Germany open, but uh hey, anyway, we'll uh, we'll <laughs> see what he picks. What a surprise it'll be. Uh, that, that is all, of course, we have time for. Uh, huge thanks once again to my guests, Jared Basmenti and Boyce Richardson. As usual, check out our social media. We're at Kick Corner Flag on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Kick and Kickflag.com. Guys, any final thoughts, Jared? We'll see you next week. See you next week. Last one, and boys.
2: Arsenal somehow have 47 home points and 13 away points. That's the second most home points they've ever had,
0: and yet they're still finishing sixth. That's madness. Quite the season. Quite the season. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys, and until next week.